Welcome to PFFA Pod, the Local 43 Portland Firefighters Podcast. This is Episode 1. In just a minute, we will be talking about the Memorial Platoon. But before we get into that, I need to set a few things up for you. So, at the Union, we're always looking for new and better ways to communicate. And uh, as a podcast junkie myself... This really seemed like a a good tool to add to our toolbox. Second, my original intention with these podcasts was to record these conversations in my home studio. And as you know with many of the best laid plans, it's not how this one turned out at all. Um, We just had one USB mic in the middle of the room and we talked. Um, So forgive any of the inconsistencies of the audio. Some people a little, little softer than others. But um, ultimately, it turned out turned out great. And last, uh, a real big thanks to Greg Rose for coming over, recording some bagpipes. Um, since we're talking about the Memorial Platoon, that just seemed like a real cool idea to me to have him play Amazing Grace. Um, I'll fade him out here in just a second, and at the end of the podcast, I'm going to have him take us out with a full rendition. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Good morning. Welcome, everyone, to the Local 43 podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Memorial Platoon, and I have a couple of special guests here. I want you to go around real quick, introduce yourself, say who you are and where you work. That'd be great. I'm Terry Foster. I work at Station 13. I'm a vice president of Local 43. Uh, my name is Chase Caldwell. I work at Station 8, Truck 8, A-Shift. Good morning. Jared Fitzgerald, Engine 12, C-Shift. And I'm Kyle McLowry, Engine 28, A-Shift. I'm also one of the vice presidents at the union. Wanted to start off real quick just uh, asking Terry about some of the background of the Memorial Platoon. I know it's something that you brought, sort of your baby, something you really wanted to organize and you brought to the union. So maybe like how it got started, maybe what inspired you to organize this. What's the story? Tell yeah, us a little so bit about it. four years ago, there was um, two deaths in Boston. And at the time, Dylan Jeffries, who now works at Denver, um, said, hey, let's go. And uh, I thought, well, first of all, Boston's special to me. It's it's where my dad's from. So I thought, well, I'm going to go. And we just got on a plane and headed that way. And as we got there, the the most amazing thing is they they were expecting 10,000 people just from out of the, the Boston area, firefighters, to show up in uniform. And they did. And it was huge. It was 10,000? 10,000, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we, we got there, and the first um, day, it was, it was just amazing. You couldn't get anywhere in that town because of all the uniformed personnel. So they had police helping everybody get, get around. And as we were going from place to place, people asked, oh, you guys from Portland, Maine? No, we're from Portland, Oregon. And the looks in their eyes, yeah. really, yeah. It, it, it was amazing to, yeah. for them to realize that they have support from all across the nation. And... Then I started getting questions because I would meet other firefighters there from Vancouver, from Seattle, from Clackamas, and you know they came from where we are. Yeah. And I, so I started asking, "How did you guys get here?" Oh, our union sent us. And then some of them had, "Oh, this is a provision in our contract that the, the department sends us." Huh. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, "We don't have anything for that." Yeah. So Dylan and I decided uh, to start this memorial platoon. It was him, uh, myself, and uh, Gretchen Pedersen at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, started the committee uh, with support of the union to create a memorial platoon. What it is is an opportunity to send two or more firefighters to multiple line of duty deaths all across the United States. Right. 
Um, right now, I'm not sure the numbers we have. It's probably in the 40s or so of members that are on the Memorial Platoon. Uh -huh. And it's a pretty simple thing to join in. Uh, all you have to do is go to the Union Hall. It's 50 bucks to join. With that, you get a T-shirt and a challenge coin. And then it's $5 a month. And so what, what's, the money, what's the money go for? What it covers is your airfare, your hotel, your travel needs. Um, so if you have to rent a car, um, as well as per diem for the day. So um, it's, we're putting that money in that pot for the, those things. And obviously, if, if we have multiple large, uh, multiple, multiple line of duty deaths, um, we will have to cover more expenses. Right. Um, now, not everybody that's in the platoon wants to go travel these, but they want to support us right. traveling. So some right. members don't, you know, they don't necessarily want to go to do these, but they want to make sure that we have somebody there. Great. So good uh, point. So some members do pay the. It's five dollars a month, mm -hmm. um, and they pay towards that just to to make sure that we have representation at any multiple line of duty death. And I'm planning on if there's something local to California, Washington, Idaho. Uh, Montana, we would probably send a team to a single line of duty death for that because it's, you know, some of it becomes cost. You know, when we fly to the East Coast, it's more. So yeah. we do need that. Yeah. And we can only send two. Um, but but maybe if we have something on the West Coast, we can get a van, we can get four people to, mm -hmm. or as many as we can get because to me it's about support. If something happens in a small department around Seattle, I want to see 20 of our people up there. Yeah. And if I can do something to help it, either pay for travel and food, I'll do it. You know, right. through this platoon. So right. it's kind of an open book for us. So uh, right now, our memorial platoon, prior to this this last service, was up near 17,000. Um, you have to realize, at the time I started this, there was averaging about 13 multiple line of view deaths a year. Wow. So um, it, it obviously hasn't been that bad, so our platoon is built. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's a good that's thing. a good thing. Yeah, we don't want to use the platoon, obviously. Right. Needed, but. And, and, and at times, it, 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 it's like in spurts, just like we get fighters. Yep. yep. Um, so uh, it, so it's, it's open to anybody in the union. So you're at about 17,000, you said? We were prior to this last uh -huh. uh, multiple line of duty death. You know, this, the, the, how this really started financially was Ninkasi approached us, mm. and they said, hey, what can we do to help you? And Travis said, Terry, you want to do that moral platoon? You need a kind of a jump start, right? First year, they almost gave us $10,000. And of that 10000 about 7000 of it went to my memorial platoon. And, and all, honestly, we want to do a pipes and drums team. So if we can get that pipes and drum team going, you know, this, it just adds to this, this fund. And, and I want our own Portland Fire pipes and drums team, but it takes some committed folks. Yeah, it's, been, mm -hmm. it's been a struggle, mm -hmm. but I'd like to get there. Um, one of the things I was committed to is if somebody is serious about this, we will pay for professional instruction. So if there's anybody out there that's interested in being a piper drummer, and because I thought at first I'd be a piper, there's no way in hell that Terry Foster will ever play the bagpipes. <laughs> so, but I might beat on a drum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was impressive in New York, man, to see these guys. I mean, they're just huge looking, right? Yeah. I mean, they're just blown, and this team is just huge. Yeah. And they look good. You know, and then the team, in, I mean, in York, I mean, it was all departments mashed together. But, dude, they had so more guys. They had more guys than what was in FDNY. And it was a huge, like, two columns, and they stood, stood like, five five guys wide, mm -hmm. marched down the center aisle. Right. It was just, and, and we were in a different room. We weren't even in the room, and you could still hear it. I mean, sure. It was, it was and you probably hear that block. That could be amazing if we have a team built for us just with Portland. I know we, Greg plays in kind of a combined team, but... 
um, it, it would be great if we had our own pipes and drums team that when, when somebody needed something, when we had our own services, you know, like say we have a retired member that goes down, they want the pipes yeah. and drums, we, we have Portland people showing up to do it. So if you, if you join this platoon, you, you get an opportunity to go and it's draw the hat. It's literally, I was sitting at my desk and Nicole was helping me draw out of the hat every member that I cut their papers and I put uh -huh. out and I, I, I took eight of them and I started calling. And I think you guys were like number five and seven on a list. So the first group of people just couldn't go, which right. is fine. I mean, yeah. it, this is time sensitive. It happens overnight and you have to be ready to go. Yeah. So when I, yeah, the yeah. same question I asked these guys, are, are you ready to go? It's going to happen within the next week. And they said, yes, perfect. That's what we need. Awesome. And, and part of this is there, there are some rules. We, we, we have to always check to see that we can wear our class A's. Huh. We're in a different. Our class A's aren't. Oh, open check with our, our administration. Yeah. And I have never been denied an opportunity to to have our members wear class uh -huh. A's to the the services. Okay. And also, as part of this platoon, it's not just a trip to go. You have to be at all the services. So mm -hmm. if there's a walkthrough, you're expected to be there. If it's the funeral day, you're expected to be in your class A's and be there. Um, there's a lot of things that go along with it, but um, it's usually not what people think. It's like a big vacation. It's a really an, an awesome opportunity to serve. Um, as, as members. It sounds like a pretty intense experience in general, yeah. I would think. Yeah, and, and, and we've had a, I've been to a few since then, and I just, my, my goal was to let everybody experience what I experienced, and it was pretty phenomenal. So uh, after you got this organized, um, what, was, what was the first line duty death event that you uh, went to? With the, with the um, it was, and it was me, so I'm at the bottom of the list now. Chances of me ever going on another one of these are slim um, as far as being funded by the Memorial Platoon. Um, Greg Rose and myself went to Wilmington where they had three firefighters uh, right. die. Um, that was quite the trip and eye-opening as well. Each and every one of these are unique and individual you know, for what it is, but to have Greg Rose play the pipes awesome. at, at a service, awesome. it was... Uh, I was honored to be there and watch him. So, yeah. um, and, and the support he received from the members of the bagpiping teams and mm -hmm. the pipes and drums teams, and as well as everybody that just saw us, they, when they realized this is not Portland, Maine, it was pretty special. Right. So, and, right. and, and it's, it's an honor to serve uh, yeah. in that capacity. Yeah. And I want everybody to experience it because it's, believe it or not, it's pretty emotional. I bet. And, and amazing. I'm sure it's very emotional, and something that strikes me too is I, I think it, I imagine that it really helps give this sense of brotherhood that you don't get every day at the fire station. You get it on a very small scale with with your crew, with your station, but when you see it on that, that bigger scale, and I get this uh, to some degree when I go to conferences, and it's something that I, I really value, just sort of seeing this group, national group of firefighters, mm -hmm. and that's just for a conference, so everyone's. Um, you know, they're, they're, having, they're having fun, we're learning, but this is obviously everyone's together for a very somber and emotionally raw sort of a event, which, you know, we all have each other's back, we're family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to get that, you know what I mean, to get that sense on a bigger scale, uh, it's important, I really thank you guys for going, and it's important it, to do. You know what's amazing, like the, it's unfortunate, but when we went to Wellington, the day before we left, a lieutenant was killed in line of duty in New York, mm. so we were able to drive up the New Jersey Turnpike do a walkthrough in his his wake, and then meet up with some people I knew in New York, and then get back for the Wilmington one that same night. Um, and that experience is something that similar to what these guys experienced. I'd like them to talk about it because yeah. this, this thing in Pennsylvania just happened. It was tragic, 
I saw it, and right away I got phone calls from people internally. When are we gonna? What are we gonna do? I said, I'm on it. We're gonna take care of it. Okay. Got a hold of these guys. And I said, Are you willing to go to New York? So I'll um, I'll let Jared start. And if you can just set up where you went and sure, yeah, right. Terry gave us a call and talked about uh, the two Pennsylvania firemen that died post incident on that building collapse. Uh, he said Chase and I were selected, and um, he would let us know when the funerals would would be, and uh, it was within within a couple few days. The FDNY funeral uh, got posted as well. So we were able to hit two funerals. Uh, the FDNY one was first, and then uh, the Pennsylvania one was So I kind of recall them happening pretty uh, uh, close in time. How, was that the, the York one, the Pennsylvania one? They all happened on the same day. Same day. It was the same day, okay. So the, the New York one got posted. Um, so we started looking at flights, and we were able to hit a red eye. Uh, out of Portland and get in at New York at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. uh, for the 10 a.m. Uh, FDNY service at St. Patrick's Cathedral. And uh, Can you just tell us a little bit about the service? I mean, just about the experience, I guess. I mean, uh, what it meant to you, maybe, or what the scene was like. Just maybe paint us a little picture. We got there. We flew with Owen Cheevers, who was, uh, he was out there as well with us on a, on a family. Um, he had a family death that he was family funeral that he was attending. And so he has got some family in the department. He's uh -huh. got an uncle uh, and a cousin as well. So we met up with, with them early. We got into New York at, at probably 8 a.m. We got dressed and we kind of headed up to St. Patrick's Cathedral where everyone was starting to gather. They were starting to prepare for the day. And, and it was kind of nice having Owen's family there, you know, part hosts, part kind of chaperones, just kind of, you know, broke the ice for uh, Chase and I just mm -hmm. to... You know, get talking to some guys. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, this, the size and scale of funeral platoons that they put on and just the, the scope of, of, of how big it is and how important it is uh -huh. to, to that department. Um, definitely lost for words almost. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, you talk, what they do. Yeah. You talk to the FDNY guys and, you know, they have a, a membership of what, 11, 11 to 13,000. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exact number. Yeah. But, if you're not on duty, you're almost expected to be there. Yeah. It's not that it's an expectation, but it was one of those that they wanted to be there because yeah. they're supporting each other. That was what was phenomenal to see. Maybe sort of unwritten rule of sorts. Not even a rule. It's just a you, you want to be you want to be there. Yeah. So I mean, you see anywhere between what six and eight thousand of their own members there yeah, online in the street. I would assume that'd be the same anywhere. Yeah. You know, if you're not at work, you're paying respects. Mm -hmm. so. How did it work? Maybe. Um, afterwards, when you were just sort of socializing, I guess, was there a time like that? We were, since we were there so far, but kind of before the event, uh -huh. you know, they, they had kind of the procession in. We were there probably two to three hours before the actual um, procession uh, and then the service. And then they broke for a good hour mm -hmm. and then they, they relined up for the procession out. Um, but in those time periods, a couple few hours, yeah, we met a fair amount of, um, firemen mostly east coast departments we talked to a few fdny but but there were a lot of guys that saw our patches um asked us questions about mm -hmm. you know again portland maine was uh the go-to and right and um, then once they learned portland oregon i mean we we met a lot of people that knew a fair amount of portland firemen it's, um, it's, it's highly yeah that's when, so when, cool. when they say when you say you came from that far away it almost makes it yeah. turn in their head right i mean that handshake's a little stronger no, yeah, knowing that you came that far. It makes you really proud. 
yeah. to hear you guys say that. That we that we are sending people these things, and you're representing. It really, I mean, it's important. You feel good representing from so far. Yeah. Chase, can you talk about the difference between the New York one and the Pennsylvania one? Yeah. So the uh, the biggest thing that I mean that we noticed was that not everybody was going to be able to fit into St. Patrick's Cathedral. A lot of huge family members, all that stuff was inside there for them. And it is a big place, but with the amount of firefighters that showed up, we were lining the streets. And so to see the difference in that, you know, to see the attendance for that, that was pretty awesome. And then to drive to Pennsylvania to see a different scale of event, not saying that it's not the same in, in retrospect to a, a loss, mm -hmm. um, but the one is that they had uh, two halls that literally filled with, with people. And so they had everybody inside the building. And it was a drizzly day, and so it was nice to be inside. Um, and so to see the difference in, in, in the fact that we were able to attend and be inside and able to, to feel of, of, the, of the attitude, the somberness of, yeah. of everything, that was, that was pretty touching itself. Yeah, and there's a trigger that, um, for the IAFF when it's a multiple line of duty death. They send a team out instantly. As soon as that happens, there's, they're putting people on planes and sending them out to prep for that multiple line of duty death because it is a big deal no matter where you mm -hmm. put it. Um, we also, I have been to Kansas City, and it's different. Sizes are just, you know, departments and, and where, where they're located. East Coast generally have bigger, bigger, bigger services because everybody's within a few hours yeah, right, of good. that service where you put it in Kansas City, and even though the, it's overwhelming how many people come in, it just it doesn't compare to something you see on the East Coast. But it's mm -hmm. equally, um, you know, the, the, the brother and sisterhood are equal there. You know, when you show up, it, they're amazed that you came halfway across the U.S. to be there to, to help um, in their time of need. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. And, and I one thing I'd be remiss if I didn't thank uh, – Chief Espinoza for giving us approval for you guys to wear your class clothes because that's, that's, a, that's something that we have to do each time. So I guess, you know, part of the, the reason for doing this is give, give you a platform, uh, you got a platform, to just get this information out to the members. I mean, I don't even know if, if most of the members know this exists. I, I really don't. But hopefully this will let some more people know if they don't. Maybe uh, if they do know about it, they've been thinking, oh, I should probably get involved. Maybe uh, help them, sort of give them a little instigation to get involved, to come down and, and be a part of the pl platoon. Um, just, you know, a moment to, to have a, a chance to say how important it is. But uh, I think we both really feel like it was uh, a tremendous opportunity yeah. you know, to, to represent the local and to, just to be, to be a part of, you know, the, the greater family. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's... Yeah. You don't, maybe we don't feel it so much on a small scale, just being, you know, just the inner department here. But, you know, when you get outside of here and you start, start talking to people and seeing where everybody comes from, just to, just to show support, it's a, it's, it's a great feeling. That's awesome. And if there's one, if there's one thing I can, um, since Dylan's left, Gretchen has changed job positions. Drew Staley's is, um, interested in joining the committee. Uh -huh. So it's him and I right now. We're looking for one more member to join this committee just to kind of set up the guidelines for this and make sure we're continuing to do everything we can to um, to support services around the United States and Canada if we have to, you know, sometimes right. Canada. Um, so if there's any member out there that's interested in being part of the, uh, the committee for the Memorial Platoon, contact me. Yeah. So Terry uh, Foster is the contact for this for anybody who's listening. Just shoot an email, 
phone call during on B shift, text, whatever it takes. Um, Jared, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? I just feel really proud to be involved and, and to represent and that this program is in place and that other people will have the same opportunity that Jason and I had and to learn and grow and to support the brotherhood. Great. Chase? Yeah, grateful for the membership's uh, support, the, you know, the department's support as well for us to, to go out and represent. It was an honor to be with Jared and, and, and the family, you know, our yeah. you know, the fire department family out there. Okay. Terry? Nope. I just uh, thank you for considering it, and if, if this is something that interests you, please contact me. Great. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.